Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Today on the show, we're talking about a big acquisition by Take-Two Interactive. The PlayStation VR 2 has been announced and a new take on Twisted Metal. Hey, this is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jack News Desk, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us back here on Thursday on the News Desk. I, my back hurts. My back hurts from carrying this news show. We did have an anchor, Archimedes Abigail, who used to do the news show, but I don't know if you caught the episodes. There were a few episodes that he went off the rail a little bit in 2021, uh, and we still haven't heard back from him. So, I think that's why my back hurts. I mean, or I could have just I could have just slept wrong. We have up to five new episodes of the Culture Jack podcast every week. So if you have not already subscribed or followed the the Culture Jack podcast, make sure you do that. Make sure you leave us a review after this episode uh, if you liked it. If you didn't like it, don't leave a review. I mean. Leave a five-star review, but in the review, say, ooh, it was just so nasty. It was so terrible. I am going to just deliver you the news. So with all that being said, let's get into the news. All right. You'll have to excuse me for getting right into the news, but we have a lot of news stories to cover. And the first one, all of these come from GamingBolt.com, as per the usual. The first one is in line with my resolution that I made last week in being a little more even-handed in my reporting on PlayStation, on Nintendo, on mobile games, on PC consoles, in comparison to my Xbox and Microsoft fanboyism. And so the first story is Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, Mortal Kombat 11 and more coming to PlayStation now today. And this is a story from January the 4th. So it's a little, little older and it's not a problem. Uh, the, the, re- <laughs> the reason I wanted to tell you about this one is because Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age, is one of the best Final Fantasy games. If you have not gotten a chance to play it and you do happen to be a Sony PlayStation owner, I would suggest picking it up. I mean, the price is right. It's free, but also, well, it may not have had the best Final Fantasy story. It had one of the most engaging gameplay dynamics that I have seen in a Final Fantasy game. It had a gambit system wherein you would run into a party of monsters and instead of engaging in a typical Final Fantasy turn-based combat system, it would automatically members of your party would target the monsters and do certain actions. And those actions were actions that you could set up in the menu system with your party. And you could say, okay, if a monster attacks this person, then I want you to shield this person. Or if a person gets below 100 HP, I want you to use a magic cure spell, or I want you to use a a potion or an ether or whatever. And you could set up these very elaborate systems for your party to follow. Essentially, it was like coding Final Fantasy characters in a game, which was really, really cool. And uh, I think something you guys should all pick up. Destiny 2 has a Bungie 30th anniversary pack, uh, and it's not leaving anytime soon. So says Bungie's Joe Blackburn. He confirmed the same on Twitter. 
though this doesn't mean that the content pack is totally exempt from vaulting. Uh, so that's cool news, and I'm not really so much about the anniversary pack, but just the fact that is a 30th anniversary for Bungie. Of course, Bungie became a household name with the Halo Combat Evolve franchise, and after their departure from that series, moved on to Destiny, which has also been hugely popular. It's bizarre to think that Bungie has been around and kicking for 30 years. Like a 30-year franchise is something when you, you think about like you think about Nintendo, you think about maybe even Sony. What was Bungie doing? I mean, I was shit, I was seven years old then. What was I playing on at seven? Gosh, it must have still been. I don't even know if I had a console then. I might have still been playing Nintendo in my in my grandpa's hobby room or or maybe even his old Atari out in the shed where he kept it. Boy, we played a bunch of bunch of Atari in the cold out there. Anyway, happy anniversary to Bungie. Uh, 30th anniversary. Good Lord. Uh, speaking of Bungie, kind of in a roundabout way, being as they were the original developers on Halo, Halo Infinite lead narrative designer departs 343 Industries and joins Riot Games. This is Aaron Lindy, and he said it was a, quote, Ter terrifically difficult decision and called Halo Infinite, quote, one of the proudest achievements of his career. Uh, so it's cool to see some of those people that have played such a big role in what I think and I think what is the consensus in the gaming community of Halo Infinite's dramatic success moving on to something maybe better, maybe better for them. Steam hits a record concurrent user count of nearly 28 million. And that's amazing to think about. Nearly, nearly 30 million people. That's like, that's like 10% uh, of the U.S. population. Like, that's a lot of people playing on Steam at the same time, concurrently. It's like we're all trying to find an escape to this nightmarish hellscape of a dystopia that we're all currently living in. Everwild's development is reportedly, quote, a real mess according to VentureBeat journalist Jeff Grubb. Now, Jeff Grubb always gets the good scoops. Uh, Rare is still amidst figuring things out for the now long in development Everwild, which, like I said earlier, as a Microsoft fanboy, this is very disheartening news. I would love to see what I assume or, uh, or, or thought was a Xbox exclusive. I would like to see it come out sooner than later. As, as you all know, as the fellow Xbox fans out there can attest to, we have been, as, uh, who, what's, that, what's that guy's name? He reports on that Xbox podcast. Shit. I don't want to steal his saying, but we have had a real uh, lack of games when it comes to Xbox exclusives for the past several years, and we were hoping that was going to end with, you know, Xbox series, which so far they're doing very well. Like Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 have done incredible things for the Xbox exclusive conversation, at least as far as this generation goes. Square Enix will, quote, ramp up NFT plans in 2022, according to President Yosuke Matsuda. Never mind, we talked about that story next week, much to nobody's delight Nobody wants NFTs in their games, or so it seems. Anthony had a great piece on NFTs a couple weeks ago. If you have not gotten a chance to listen to that, go listen to that. 
but it seems like NFTs are all but an, inevita an inevitability. Don't say an inevitability, just say all but an inevitability. You can't, you can't say it because you have to precede any, any word that starts with a vowel with an an instead of an a. And so an inevitability, even though <clears throat> NFTs are most certainly coming down the pipeline, doesn't mean that we cannot find a way to, to make them less intrusive in our games, maybe make them less predatory than what it seems like they are going to most certainly be. CyberConnect 2 to announce a new project in February uh, that will, quote, shake the world. And I wasn't sure what CyberConnect 2 had previously made, but they had previously made games like Naruto Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, and the wildly popular Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, they're gearing up to announce a new project in February of this year. So that's very exciting news. Not so much maybe for the Naruto Shippuden game, but the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game. And if it is truly going to be an announcement that is, quote, going to shake the world, I can think of no better game than a One Piece game. One Piece, like I have long touted on Culture Jacked, is my, my absolute most favorite manga and anime. And to see it maybe represented in a a game like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, a huge open world RPG, because One Piece has the best environment, the best open world, the best world building that I have seen from any anime or manga, and I'll go a step further that I have seen in any series property uh, before. So I'd love to see a One Piece open world game in the vein of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or hell, maybe even beyond what that game has achieved. All right, I took a look at the day before trailer that showcases new gameplay with ray tracing. It looks absolutely stunning. It's out on June 21st for PC, and though it's not out for the Xbox or PlayStation yet, those versions are in the works. Like I said, June 21st uh, for that. Uh, Game Pass. I, you know, I couldn't say the free games coming to PlayStation without talking about the ones coming to Game Pass. We have Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, has been confirmed for Game Pass. Spelunky 2, very popular procedurally generated game. Outer Wilds. And, and more, so says this headline. The reason I, I copied this headline, I wanted to talk about it, was the Outer Wilds. Now, Outer Wilds, not to be confused with the Outer Worlds, the Obsidian game that is a RPG, much in the vein of Fallout. The Outer Wilds is a game where you play as a space explorer and you, you go through all the steps to launch your very first uh, spacecraft and land on a planet, and I, I don't know what the game's about. The reason I bring it up is this game was previously on Game Pass, and then left Game Pass, and now it is back again, which gives me hope for some of the games that I missed while they circulated off of Game Pass. Like Microsoft, are you guys operating on like a rotating library of games? I mean, if you are, that's wonderful. Uh, it means that we'll we'll get a chance to play those games that maybe we missed or rotated out of circulation beforehand. PlayStation VR 2 is officially announced and the PlayStation VR 2 Sense controller 
has been unveiled. So here's the specs <clears throat> for the PlayStation VR 2. It is OLED with 2000 by 2040 per eye on panel resolution. Panel refresh rate is 90 hertz to 120 hertz. Lens separation, adjustable field of view, approximately 110 degrees. It has a motion sensor, six access motion sensing system, three access gyroscope and three access accelerometer. Attachment sensor, IR proximity sensor, cameras, four cameras for a headset and controller tracking, IR camera for eye tracking per eye and vibration on headset. Uh, USB type C and it has a input for blue or built-in microphone and output for a stereo headphone jack for audio. <clears throat> wow. Wow, 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 wow. I, you know... I'm not the kind I'm not the kind of guy that goes over controller specifications or really even VR specifications. I am excited for those PlayStation fans that get an opportunity to play on the PlayStation VR 2. And speaking of which, they already announced their first exclusive game for this VR headset. It's called Horizon The Call of the Mountain. And it is a partnership between Guerrilla Games that worked on the Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West games and the recently acquired Fire Sprite games. Uh, so they're working together on that one. Ghost of Tsushima has sold over 8 million units and it is on my to play list for when I get around to my backlog. Skull and Bones associate game director departs Ubisoft Singapore. Not good Good news for the long-beleaguered game, the game that is trapped in development hell, the game that is a pure competitor to Sea of Thieves. Uh, it's a game I'm interested in, but man, for all that it's been through, I don't know if we are ever, ever going to see this game. Quote, multiple games are in the works at Naughty Dog, so confirms Neil Druckmann. Uh, though details remain very scant, for this particular news. Who knows what they could be? I mean, maybe another Last of Us game? Maybe another Uncharted game? Are they are they still making Crash Bandicoot? I don't know. My my son got Crash Bandicoot for Christmas, the new one, just in time, I think. Uh, or it's about time or something something along those lines. A play a play on those words. He's already beaten the game. I'm very proud of him. Brings me back all kinds of nostalgias. Uh, the Last of Us remake multiplayer project could release in the latter half of 2022. That's a rumor. Uh, and I know there's more Last of Us news here in this, in this episode as well. Hideo Kojima is working on a, quote, big AAA game that everyone will want to play. So he said on NHK Radio's Wonderful World of Game Music. He also spoke about making a smaller project and current hiring challenges. Last week, we talked about Hideo Kojima as well, starting a competing podcast. And Kojima-san, if you are listening again, I'd like to remind you to kindly stay in your lane. Playground Games co-founder Gavin Rayburn has left the company. And Playground Games is uh, the game studio responsible for Horizon, Forza Horizon. You can't. You can't do this to a guy. You can't put out a game called Horizon Forbidden West right after you put out a game called Forza Horizon. Um, the Forbidden West, of course, being a sequel for Horizon Zero Dawn. 
it's, I mean, it's too many horizons in too many different places. And if you are going to put out multiple horizon games at the same time, make sure the horizon lands in the same spot in the title. Anyway, he's gone. Co-founder Trevor Williams will now step up to the role of studio director. Half-Life Alex will launch for the PlayStation VR 2, so says a rumor. Nintendo Switch sold over 5 million units in Japan in 2021. PlayStation 5 sold just under a million. And Xbox sold just over 100,000. What was the other one? The PlayStation 4 also sold just over 1,000. And the Nintendo 3DS sold about 30,000. Oh, I was wrong. The Xbox Series X and S didn't even make it to 1,000. They sold 95,000. They didn't make it to 100,000. They sold 95,000. Mario Kart 9 is, quote, in active development and comes with a new twist. (laughs) Okay, this headline says, uh, and comes with a new twist, analyst says. And that's the headline. I did see uh, trigger warning for children that may be listening to the podcast. Parents, you may not want to let your children listen to this, uh, at least this next 30 seconds or so. I did see a tweet that had that headline, but it cut off the word ist says from the headline. And so it was said, Mario Kart 9 is in active development and comes with a new twist, anal. (laughs) Oh my, oh my, Mario, Mario, I just, (laughs) step Mario, what are you doing? Sega might decide, quote, not to proceed with NFT plans if they're, quote, perceived as simple money-making. We need to carefully assess many things, such as how we can mitigate the negative elements, Sega says about its NFT-related plans. And I think that is an admirable stance to take. I think more of these companies, more of these video game companies specifically, and specifically at a time where their loot boxes and their predatory... um, predatory cosmetic practices on these games is in the crosshairs. You do not want just another thing because you want to jump on this bandwagon. Like I said, I think this NFT thing is an inevitability there. I did it again and inevitability, but I think there is a way that you can do it responsibly. And I'm glad that Sega is, uh, is making that move or at least talking about it. The Ascent has been rated for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 by the ESRB. And so The Ascent was one of Xbox Series' first exclusive games of this of this console generation. Uh, and apparently it was a timed exclusive because now it's coming, coming to PlayStation. League of Legends introduces the new Zaun-based champion, Zeri. Now, I have no idea what any of that means. I'm not a League of Legends person. But I do want to say, or the, the reason I want to bring this article headline into this episode is to say, if you have not yet watched Arcane, oh, I recommend you watch Arcane. It is so good. You may feel some emotions. You may feel some tears. You may feel some kind of way about Arcane. But Arcane is so, so good. And it got Culture Jacked Friday shows show of the year as well. The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion speedrunner finishes the game in 2 minutes and 33 seconds. I watched the speedrun. It was absolutely amazing. A lot of pausing, loading, 
running to a wall, saving, loading, pausing, saving, warping through the wall. The thing about games is they have all of the game is built. All of the levels, albeit they may be in different locations, they are they exist somewhere in the code. And so many of these speedrunners, they take advantage of that to warp through the deep void that is between these levels into the next levels. And he did it in two and a half minutes. It was very impressive. Though I did spoil myself for the, uh, <laughs> for the Oblivion game, which I haven't played in full. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is now available via EA Play and Game Pass. I told you about that already. Oh, I am so excited about this. A Twisted Metal TV series is in development, Sony confirms. Now, I understand that there was a there was a movie that was being released. I don't know what that is. But Uncharted, the series, the live action series is coming to HBO Max, which makes me think that this Sony property, Twisted Metal, will also come to HBO Max. And what a better concept for a series. All of these damned souls who go to essentially make a deal with the devil in their souped up hellish vehicles in a derby style arena combat to decide who is the winner and who gets their wish granted by this devilish character. Oh, so good. I cannot wait. I hope it comes to HBO Max because it's one it's one that I have. Okay, we've got Ampere analyst Piers Harding Rolls says that the successor to the Nintendo Switch will be releasing sometimes in 2024. Now, we already had the OLED model that came out October last year, but this is like a proper successor. This isn't a half-step model like we saw with the Xbox One uh, X and the PlayStation 4 Pro. This is like a next-generation thing. Or maybe it's not. Maybe this is like a half-step. Because you would think a next-generation thing would be something entirely different. Though, Nintendo's history with the thing like the Wii and then the Wii U, which wasn't really a half-step, it was like a whole new console, but the branding was terrible because it was also called the Wii, and so families across the country were like, we already have a Wii. Why would we want a Wii U? It's the same thing. The next PlayStation event is planned for February, so says this rumor. So keep your eyes peeled, and we will, of course, report on it here at Culture Jacked as well. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tops UK's first weekly retail charts of 2022. This is a game, mind you, that is seven years old, I want to say. It may be older than that. Maybe it's a whole decade old. Um, but it goes to show you the popularity of Mario Kart and Mario Kart 9. Yeah, sure, it's got a cool new twist, but you don't need it. You need some new tracks, maybe some new weapons. Although I guess if you had new weapons, that'd be kind of a, a twist in and of itself. Let's hope we're not getting another double dash here. Forza Horizon 5 crosses 15 million players. I did it flawlessly. Forza Horizon 5, I did, just did it again. Playground Games Open World Racer crosses another major milestone, amassing over 15 million players since its November 2021 launch. And it's a game that's, I frankly, it's got me a little intrigued. Like, I have no desire to play a racing game, or I haven't, but all of the accolades that this has been getting has made me want to maybe dip my toe in the water, the waters of racing, racing games. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to go drag racing. I'm not going uh, to go down to, 
I don't even know, a NASCAR track down in the south and, you know, run laps around. Like, I don't want to do that. That's not what Forza Horizon's about anyway. It's about crashing through picket fences and, and driving on ice and driving against your your buddies who their gamer tag shows up as a competitor or maybe their actual race shows up as a competitor. Here's the big story. It's what you've all been waiting for. Take-Two Interactive announces Zynga acquisition for $12.7 billion. To put that in perspective, the, uh, the Zinimax purchase by Microsoft, the Bethesda purchase by Microsoft was $7.5 billion. So Zynga, I believe, is more of a, a mobile gaming company. And I think one of the things the CEO, was it the CEO? No, it's in a different story. Hold on, I'll get there. Gundam Evolution gameplay video focused on Gundam Barbados. I used to be a big fan of Gundam Wing. Okay, here, <clears throat> here we go. Zynga Acquisition will allow Take-Two to bring its, quote, core IPs to mobile platforms. So some of those core, core IPs you might be familiar with, Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, Borderlands, NBA 2K. It'll be interesting to see those games and what the what Zynga's take, or not Zynga's take, maybe Take-Two's take on a mobile game will be. And it's interesting to see these companies like Take-Two Interactive, like Bethesda, that have these dramatic falls from grace like CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk 2077. Red Dead Online is not, does not have a very happy consumer base at this point. The updates are infrequent. The story additions are bare. The content for the game has not been keeping up with the demand for the content for the game. And so I don't know if a mobile gaming strategy on Take-Two's part is going to increase that... Um, that reputation. I mean, maybe it will. Who knows? Xbox Series X and S sales are still outpacing all previous Xbox consoles. Over 12 million units have reportedly been shipped. Uh, oh, here's some, some follow-up from the Activision Blizzard scandal. Uh, from Phil Spencer, he said, quote, We have changed how we do certain things with Activision. Now, if you recall, we've talked about this in episodes past, where we said, you know, even if... Uh, and, and this is like a, a big if, even if a company does not want to change to better the standards in which their employees are given in their workplace, they should at the very least do it for consideration of their stakeholders and shareholders and their business partners. In this case, like Xbox, <clears throat> let's see. He said, quote, any of the partners that are out there, if I can learn from them or I can help them with the journey they've been on, uh, Xbox by sharing what we've done and what we've built, I'd much rather do that than get into any kind of finger wagging at other companies that are out there. Oh, here, here's the, here's the full quote here. He said, the work we do specifically with a partner like Activision is something that obviously I'm not going to talk publicly, publicly about. He said, we have changed how we do certain things with them. And they're aware of that. Later, he added, in terms of work that we would do with other companies, again, I would rather help other companies than try to get into punishing. I don't think my job is out there to punish other companies. 
I think in terms of interactions with other companies, the best thing we can choose to do with our brand and our platform in coordination or not with other companies is the avenue that we have to have an impact. I would say in terms of individuals that are in leadership positions at other companies, <clears throat> Bobby Kotick, <clears throat> it's not obviously our position to judge who the CEOs are. Like CEOs are chosen by shareholders and boards. At Xbox, I know who I'm accountable for here in terms of the business and the operations. It's my teams here, my management chain. And that's the thing that we continue to focus on is to try and grow. And whether that is, that's a sharing, again, the experiences that we have with, another, with other partners, we can help them on their own journey or the things that happen. Uh, in, whoa, 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 where am I? <laughs> or on the things that happen on, in our own teams. It's kind of interesting to see. The, and it's very, very corporate speak there from Phil Spencer. Assassin's Creed, the EZO collection, launches for Nintendo Switch on February 17th. So for those of you waiting for the Assassin's Creed EZO collection on Nintendo Switch specifically, that's coming out uh, here in about a month. Oh, man. And that's it for news. I had, I thought I had more than that so i'm glad that that's over because i am just having like i got a, a itch in my throat like i said my back is sore from carrying this news desk on our from archimedes absence um we got some new games coming out uh, i talked about the ones coming out this week but coming out on the week of january 17th through 23rd nobody saves the world on january 18th coming for xbox one and Series X and PC. Blackwind on January 20th for, gosh, everything. Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, so that's going to be a big one. We'll see how that rocks the, wa the <laughs> rocks the boat, muddies the waters, clouds the skies, whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever idiom you want to use. Uh, that's coming out on January 20th on everything? No, not Nintendo Switch. Ooh, but also Google Stadia. I thought Google Stadia was dead. I even said so about a month ago. And then finally, on January 20th, we've got Windjammers 2 coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch, and Google Stadia. So that's not coming out on the newer consoles. Interesting. All right, folks. Well, that's that's it for the news. That's all I have for the news and releases that are upcoming soon. It seemed like on my last episode of the news desk, it was a very slow news week. And I was like, oh, man, you know, beginning of the year, uh, not much to cover in the gaming industry. But it seems like news has picked right back up. That's it. That's all we get. We get a week of a break and then we're just picking right up right up where we left off. Um, th though this episode of the news desk is over and you may lament the, the fact that you have to have to stop listening to the culture Jack podcast. Now I am here to remind you that you don't have to stop listening. You can listen more. We have a tremendous back catalog of episodes, something for every taste and design. This is not the only show here on the culture Jack podcast either. We've got this, the news desk. And then tomorrow we have the Friday show where, like I said last week, I'll be talking to you about the shape of stories, where stories originated from, and really large thematic elements that transcend 
all different kinds of stories and all different kinds of media. Then on Saturday, we've got a semi-regular show we do called On Today's Episode, our review and recap show. And this weekend, I'm doing the second episode of Wheel of Time. Logan is back on the show. So big fans of Logan, uh, tune in this weekend to hear some more from him. Then rounding out your weekend on the Weekend Wire on Sunday, Anthony brings you all the top headlines and news from the movie and TV industry. Then on on Monday, he's got Monday Madness, where he goes a little crazy, to be honest with you. But he has a rant and a ramble like I do get like I do get to have on Friday as well. And if you have not already, follow the show, leave us a review. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Culture Jack. I've got a community over there on Beams that we update. Yeah, semi-frequently, but you can also uh, get over there and have a conversation. We'll make our own mini podcast over there. If you are an old school person with no social media accounts whatsoever or no inclination to have them at all, you can send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. <sighs> that's it. That's all I have for the show today. That's the news, and we will see you next week.